Okay, I'll count you in. Five, four, three. Why are you pointing? What does that mean? Does that mean I... Now? Now. Uh, Okay. Ghosts. Including poltergeists, banshees, and other lady ghosts. Vampires. Werewolves. Um, to a lesser extent, pixies, fairies, and perhaps sprites. Stop interrupting, Alex. The supernatural are the shadow that we all fear. The creak of a heavy door opening between worlds. The unexplained claw marks around the keyhole. The cloven foot beneath the table. What, a goat? No, I I thought maybe the devil. The actual devil? Isn't that a bit much? Maybe. Uh, Should we start again, Peggy? No, no, it's fine. It's just a podcast. No one cares. Hey, I care. Fine, I care too. Will we do our intro now? Yeah, okay. You start. By the way, will you be able to edit this? Yes, um, probably. I am Alex Clements. I am Peggy Lorimer, and we are paranormal investigators. We have many years of experience in helping people to um, understand and occasionally repel supernatural scourges. But in this series of interviews, we will be examining a different aspect of strange phenomenon. Yes, we will be talking to people who feel that allegedly dark forces have improved their lives and asking why. We will be examining the benefits of this unusual care and perhaps asking ourselves if we have been fighting the wrong battle. Oh, that actually sounds quite good. It sounds dramatic. Thank you. But I don't think we've been fighting the wrong battle all the time. I mean, the ghost of that mother superior we just dealt with in February? She can go fuck herself in a circle of salt. Uh, To be honest, coitus involving salt would have explained the shrieking, maybe. Oh, gross. Anyway, we approach the supernatural from very different starting points, don't we, Peg? Yep. Peggy is all about instinctual communication. And me, um, I have toys. And uh, also that nun did show up really, really well on my cameras, so she was sort of fine by me. Did she? I thought there was just some static and a slight mist. That actually counts as showing up really well, Peg. Okay. It's still in embryonic science. Of course, of course it is. But can I just say, when you talk about our approach to the supernatural, I mean, I didn't approach it. It approached me. Fair. To explain to the audience, when I was a child, my parents were toxic totems of dysfunction, the hippie edition. There was a lot of narcotics, primal screaming, but rarely something for breakfast. Mm. So I spent a lot of time with my grandparents, and I have never stopped spending time with them, even though they both died when I was 10, and then my trust fund and I went to boarding school. And you can say psychic, Alex. Instinctual communication is a bit of a euphemism. Okay, I I just thought it would sound better for the sceptics. Those guys? I hope they know that when we say sceptic, we're totally not using a K. Pricks. <laughs> there, that had a K in it. I'm sorry, Alex. They make me angry. Say your backstory a bit. Um, yes. Uh, I arrived at uh, Club Ectoplasm. Oh, you're going with the Club Ectoplasm thing? Yeah, I think it's funny. It makes you sound like a total oh, nerd. What, a nerd? Yeah. That's okay. It's not really a term that I struggle with, Peggy. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue, please. Okay, well, I arrived at Club Ectoplasm Jesus. via... <laughs> 
sharp um, via my childhood love of technology, particularly radios. Let's just say I was fiddling with the dials one day and I tuned into a station that not everyone can hear, which was a real thrill. I was getting to eavesdrop on the other side. I mean, I could have done without it, to be honest. Really? But then you wouldn't have met me. We actually met online. I'm sure the audience will be incredibly surprised to hear that we met online. Oh, fine. We're cliches. Um, we met in the uh, whisperingdead.co.uk chat rooms, which is, of course, long defunct, but we're still here. And people are still having feuds as well. True. Um, yes, we're still here, and while the constant murmur of dead voices has been difficult, it's all worth it, because I get to look into your cow eyes regularly. Oh. Sorry, this is radio. Alex has very long eyelashes and brown eyes and is a cow. I do have extravagantly oh bovine God. wind on occasion. Don't do that. What? I mean, I do. It's not from terror, though, because I live for my contact with the dead. My contact with the inhuman has, in fact, enhanced my humanity. The chill of ghostly hands have... No, please don't say it warmed my heart. I wasn't going to. I was going to say that the chill of ghostly hands have warned me... Unconvincing. Go on. ...have warned me that love is really important. Fucking hell. Well, whatever. I have shit myself more than once. I know that. I have smelled that. Why do you say these things? Because it's important. We're communicators. Okay, today we are in Dublin, Ireland. Should we say the other reason why we are in Ireland, Peg, apart from our research? No, what? Oh, about the bequest? Yeah, it's interesting, and there could be family distress. People always want to hear about family distress. Is that what you want, though? To be one of those podcasts where it's ostensibly about, say, the history of shoes, but actually documents the end of some idiot's marriage? Mm. Because I want nothing to do with that kind of nonsense. I am here for the supernatural. That's it. My emotional dysfunction stays in the dysfunction cupboard. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, okay. Shall we give them the option, though, the listeners? They could contact the show if they do want to know about the bequest. Yes, yeah, uh, okay. Our many listeners can contact the show. <laughs> so, all right. We're in Dublin in a sitting room or lounge, sitting on a couch... Or sofa? Yes, in a sitting room on a sofa. And we are going to talk to Megan, who feels that her brush with the supernatural changed her life, possibly for the better. Well, better after feeling worse. Yes, but ultimately better. I would say better, you know, eventually. Oh, thanks, Megan. Welcome to Helpful Friends. And thank you for letting us into your home. You hardly know us. Oh, I really like those curtains, Megan. Is that a Zoffany print? Uh, yes. Weird that you know that. Uh, don't tell the bank manager. You're entitled to good textiles, Megan. We all are. Mm, yes, of course. Um, Megan, could you tell us how your experience with the supernatural began? Uh, sure, of, co of course. Uh, I was walking my dog in Marley Park and I saw... We went there. It's nice. Peggy, you said it was clearly a bourgeois parenting display zone. Yes, I did say that, but it also has some nice trees. Oak, beech, birch, mm -hmm. hawthorn, all the good stuff. 
So despite a plethora of noisy toddlers in very nice anoraks, all was not lost. I would quite like an anorak covered in dinosaurs, though. I bet you would. I'm sorry. Uh, go on, Megan. Continue. Or should I say, start your tale. Are you sure? Uh, do you not want to start recording again? No. Whoa. Why? Why? Oh, sorry. Uh, no reason. Okay. The weather was quite bad. You know, it was rainy. So it was, it was very quiet. There was no bourgeois parenting happening. And as I was walking past the rear of Marley House, I saw an elderly woman walking backwards. And I initially, I thought it looked a bit weird. Then I told myself not to catastrophize and that she was probably doing some sort of physiotherapy thing. Do you have a tendency to catastrophize, Megan? Yes, I do. It makes me feel ready. Ready. And have you been ready? Have you been ready for the bad things, Megan? No. But I don't know what it would be like if I didn't do it. Perhaps it would have been worse. Perhaps. Continue. The old woman. I walked towards her, and as she was moving pretty slowly, I soon caught up, and I could tell she wanted to chat. She told me that the hood on my raincoat was good, which is a terrible conversation opener. Really is? Yes, but sometimes that's a sign that someone really needs a conversation. Okay. So I complimented her on her wellies. They were yellow. And I chatted with her about my dog for a bit, who, by the way, was being really weird. Oh, really? In what way? Oh, she was whining and rolling her eyes. Mm. Her hackles were all raised. It was annoying, but she does the same thing when she sees a Bichon Frise okay. or my Uncle Martin. So I didn't think too much of it. I said goodbye, and then I walked on, and she called me. I turned around, and I heard her say, Love, I wouldn't go into the woods today. It's very lonely. Oh, okay, here we go. This is dark foreboding. Yep. So initially, I thought, yes. Of course I won't go into the woods, because mm -hmm. if this was a horror film and someone did that, I would shout at the television that they, they deserve to die because of stupidity. I know, right? Just, like, throw on a white nightdress first for maximum impact or explore a maze at midnight. I mean, I have explored a maze at midnight, but I'm a professional. And, if I recall correctly, you were wearing corduroy, not a nighty. Fair. Very fair. Indeed. But then I just thought, this is real life. And my therapist had been speaking to me about the whole catastrophizing thing, mm -hmm. so I just said, fuck it. I went into the woods, I let Pasta off the lead. Oh, is your dog called Pasta? Yes. Why? Because I like Pasta. Okay, sorry. Um, of course you do. Everyone <laughs> likes Pasta. Sorry for interrupting. Go on. She didn't come back as quickly as she normally does, so I had to go a bit further into the woods, and then I found her just barking her head off. And then I saw them. Go on. I saw the yellow wellies. Now, at this point, we should point out that Patricia... Yes, we should point out that Patricia had not suffered a violent death. This is not a murder mystery or a tale of post-death poirowing on behalf of a wrong corpse. No, no, she had a heart attack while looking for mushrooms. She is, sorry, she was very keen on fungi. And there was a very impressive specimen, I think an amethyst deceiver nearby. So she got excited, mm -hmm. I, I think, and well, you know. <coughs> Jesus. Sorry. So what you had, in fact, experienced in the park that day was a ghost, a wraith, a shade, a fungi collector from Rathfarnham. Mm. 
What did you make of this experience? How are you affected by this lifting of the veils between worlds? Please don't giggle, Alex. I'm sorry, you make it sound like a flashing incident. Stop it! Sorry. I'm sorry, Megan. Sorry for the immaturity of my colleague. Okay. Megan, how did you feel at seeing a ghost? I wasn't sure that I had sometimes, and then other times I couldn't get her out of my head. I had seen a ghost. I, I was sure of it. Or was I? For a while I wasn't even convinced that her death was an accident, because otherwise, why would this happen? Why would I see a ghost? But then I'd also been under a great deal of stress before this happened. I was organising my wedding, you see, and there okay. were some real issues with the seat covers, and mm -hmm. Simon's, he had some issues around commitment, and maybe I had just lost it. Maybe. Uh, but then I would remember again. I did see her, and there had to be a meaning to it, didn't there? Okay, well, a search for meaning is something we all search for, Megan. Are you trying to hold my hand? Don't do that. Sorry, you look sad. I am sad, but that doesn't mean I want you to touch me. If you're fidgety, you can hold my hand, Alex, or I can get your stress ball out of the backpack. I'm sorry, I'm not fidgety. I just thought she looked sad. It's okay. Okay, no one needs to hold hands then, okay? Yes? So. Fine. Megan, this was not the end of your haunting. No. I had tried to forget about it, and my fiancé, Simon, he took me out for dinner a few weeks later. He said he just wanted something normal to happen, and he really wanted me to get over it. To be perfectly honest, there were quite a few things he wanted me to get over. But when I ordered the prawns for my starter, I heard a voice. It was like she was whispering in my ear, but I could also feel it sort of echoing out from my core. Love. I wouldn't. Oh my god, what did you do? Did you jump? No. I remember the urge to argue, and then the realisation that to argue with her would definitely compromise Simon's vision of something normal. And I just thought to myself, I don't want this. It can't be real. I'm just traumatised, and it is okay to be traumatised, but there are no ghosts. There just can't be. Mm. So I ordered the prawns. And? And on what was supposed to be a romantic evening, an evening that would bring the shine and sparkle back to her relationship, I ended up suffering from violent vomiting and oh. diarrhoea and ultimately had to be admitted to the hospital because I had lost a lot of fluids. Oh, wow. Oh, my God, that's horrible. Remember the hotel sandwich in yes. York, Peggy? Yes, I do. I was eating it and I said to Peggy, this tastes sour. And then she said... I said, stop eating it. Yeah, but I was all like, no, maybe they used salad cream or more unusually, like a sour cream dressing. And I was expecting mayonnaise. And it's more of a surprise to the palate situation than, you know... A sandwich full of Campylobacter. Well, essentially, I became mostly fluid that she night. Did. She did. She was like a particularly disgusting ornamental fountain. Yeah, I ended up lying on the bathroom floor for the coolness and then Peggy put a damp towel over me. So that you could have cold feelings yeah. on both sides. Oh my God, I am sorry, Megan. We, Alex. Okay. We have derailed again. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so what was the next incident, Megan? There were several incidents. Each time I would hear the words, love, I wouldn't. Go on. She would say those words and each time I would ignore them. Love, I wouldn't. 
I ignored her. I went to my mother's birthday party. My mother got drunk, called me a dry shite and vomited in my handbag. Love, I wouldn't. I ignored her and I lent my best friend money. Okay, why did you put best friend in finger quotes? I could go into detail, but there's only so much misery a single episode of a podcast can handle, I think. So I shall just say she has not paid me back and clearly never really liked me. Okay, that would be why. Oh dear. Love, I wouldn't. I ran down some metal stairs without holding the banisters. I fell and I injured my oh, co coccyx. Bum, I yeah. Okay. Yes, exactly. Uh. Bum. Love, I wouldn't. I deleted the manuscript of a novel I'd written. Because really, does the world need any more books by unhappy women? Jesus, I mean, it is a crowded market, but I don't think that's the fault of women, or your fault. And the tendency of the arbiters of culture to denigrate the things that women create or like is certainly not your fault. I am sorry, that's not what we're talking about. How did these communications from the dead make you feel? Um, I felt beleaguered, attacked, cursed, and insane. I felt insane, and I didn't want to be. I had not asked for any of this, and I felt the build, I felt a crescendo approaching, and again, I did not want it. What happened, Megan? Um, when you're in a relationship where fidelity is an issue, no matter how wonderful that relationship is otherwise, there will always be an urge to seek further proof. I question your definition of wonderful, but yes, your urges were normal, natural. A beret, trench coat, and dark glasses kind of love. Exactly. Oh, so you knew that he was... Fidelity of hers, yes, of course. Oh. I was aware that he had that issue, but every relationship has issues, right? Maybe. And I mean, deposits had been paid for the wedding. But they're just deposits. A marriage should be, like, about trust. Why are you both looking at me like that? Because you're adorable and naive. Marriage is a reach in a trapeze act. Beautiful when it works out. But when you miss, well... Go on, Megan. Yes, so when I noticed Simon's suit jacket on the kitchen floor, he'd come home pretty late and pretty drunk. I, of course, decided to look in his pockets. Of course, obviously. Really? I would have thought that that was a sure sign that there was no point in... Uh, never mind, I'm being adorable again. And that's when I heard her again. Love, I wouldn't. And at that point I was like, fuck you, ghost lady. You won't tell me what to do. Yeah, I mean, you ate the prawns. You got the shits, but they were your shits. The money, the fall, the vomit in your handbag. Yours, actually, that was your mum's. But you know what I'm saying. Well, yes, it was mine. I wasn't going to be told what to do by an insanity, an imaginary phantasm, a welly-booted mushroom-picking fox stick. So I looked, and there it was, a condom wrapper. Oh. Oh, how mundane. And a G-string. Oh. Oh, dear, a letter to Father Christmas asking for thrush. And a Polaroid picture of someone's impressively depilated vulva. Ew. A Polaroid? I mean, who, who even does that anymore? I mean, they're a thing again. I'm getting one. It's fun, Peggy. Oh, okay. Do you want me to get you one for your birthday? I don't know. Maybe. Well, decide. Don't leave it too late, though. Oh, 
I'm sorry, Megan. Gone. I think I blacked out after that. An unexpected photo of genitalia can do that. That's why online dating isn't for everyone. When I came back to myself, it was night. I was standing at the canal lock and I was just staring at the black water. I was thinking about some research that I'd done on the mechanics of drowning. And I was really getting ready to do it, just to be enveloped and gone. And I heard a cough beside me and she was there. Sorry, you researched the mechanics of drowning because of like suicidal thoughts. That's really thorough. No, that was from my book, the deleted one. The main character nearly drowns, so I researched the mechanics of it. Sometimes your throat seals and you have a heart attack. That's called a dry drowning. Oh, okay, so it was like a thriller or a detective novel? No, it was a romance. Shit. It was pretty dysfunctional. Romances nearly always are. And I am sorry about that. The apparition was beside you. Yes, Patricia was beside me. Was this the first time you had actually seen her since the manifestation in the park? Well, yes, since I found her body, yes. She was sitting beside me and I just heard her inside my head. Love, I wouldn't. And then she barked. What, she barked? Sort of. She opened her mouth and I heard my dog barking. And I knew that stupid poxy dog loved me. I did know that. And then I got really angry. I said, don't you fucking dog guilt me. You put me here. This is your fault. She looked at me very hard and sad and she placed her hand on my hand and I felt. What did you feel? I felt everything. Then I felt foolish. Okay, um, yes, sorry. To explain to our listeners, sometimes when people hear a ghost, rather than the ghost enunciating words in like a human sense, what they are actually doing is um, pouring a feeling into you, which you then filter through the bit of your brain that puts words on things. So what was poured into you, Megan? Also, it can feel a bit Christina Rossetti, can't it? Oh yeah, Christina Rossetti is one of Peggy's favourite poets. She is. She is one of my favourite poets. I would like to say I liked her before everyone else, but given that mm. she's from the Victorian era, I I can't say... I would like to say that. Anyway, can I finish my analogy now, please? Yeah, of course, you early adopter. In one of her poems, she says, Were I to pour, you could not hold. We're just humans, Megan, and a whole life lived on this plane, then ended, can contain an overpowering multitude. Too much for grubby little vessels like us. And it's hard on the ghosts, too. It is. Her first warning to you about going into the woods, that would have been so difficult for her. She really didn't want you to go in there. She did look kind of constipated when she said it. But her message at the canal, it wasn't overpowering as such, it was just devastating in its simplicity. Sometimes things are simple, sometimes people are not out to get you. She told me that after she died she wasn't sure what to do so she had a wander in the park trying to work out where to go next. She had a dental appointment at four, you see, and she was actually still worried about the cancellation fee. Oh, the backwards walking was probably confusion with a new form. Yeah, but that is also definitely a physio thing, because I asked my physio. Did you tell them about your apparition, friend? No, seriously. I told you things had been hard for me. Why would I make them harder? Yeah, sorry. 
She told me not to go into the forest because I was nice to her and she didn't want me to get a fright. I ignored that so she stuck around because she was worried about me. The prawns did give me food poisoning. My mother is a terrible person. So is my best friend. And you should always, always hold the banister on a staircase. Oh yeah. So, these were all helpful suggestions. But what about the pocket? I would have thought it was in your interest to look in the pocket. Ah, yes. She told me not to look in his pocket because she thought that I really wanted to get married. And I did. More than anything, she'd seen me stressed and crying over chair covers and buttonhole coordination, which in retrospect makes no fucking sense. Mm. But there you go. It was all just advice. Advice from a friend. And is Patricia still with you? Yes, I broke up with Simon. No, well, he, he broke up with me. I'm too intense, apparently. Things have been hard, and she probably thinks I need the company. I do. She has become, in many ways, she... I think she might be my best friend. And I listen to her now, and she gives really good advice. And is it always in the form of love I wouldn't? Yes. I think it's tiring for her to do the pouring thing you mentioned, but I like that she's there and I listen now. Are you are you okay, Peggy? Why is your face doing that? Oh, oh it's okay. Oh, no. Oh, actually, I, I've been coming. Oh, okay, okay. That's a lot. She has a, she's a lot to say. It's me. It's Patricia. I was listening to the whole thing and you were right. It's very hard to enunciate words. It's like trying to shove your heart through a very small letterbox without scratching it. Although, do you know what? My words are coming out easily enough now. Ah, but you're doing that, Peggy. Now, I'm not sure how long this will last, so I was wondering, Megan, would it be possible for you to grow some mushrooms? I will help to direct as best I can, but the wonders of fungi are something that I feel you will enjoy studying. They brought me great peace while I lived there, the very model of interconnection. Of course. Of course I will. It's the least I can do. Thank you for telling me not to buy that dress, by the way. Someone I hate in work came in wearing it on Wednesday. Hello, Deirdre? Yes. Oh, she's a bitch, I know <laughs> I know that. Megan, it's a long time since I felt this helpful. And I know, Peggy and Alex, not everyone wants to be haunted. But I can see so much now. And maybe there are some people who would see others walking into clouds of darkness or falling into holes they don't deserve and not put out a hand to help. But that is not me. I like minding people. And like minding you, Megan. Well, I like being minded. And you, you also help me to mind me. Um, yes, it really is very nice of you, Patricia. Oh, thank you, Alex. And while I'm in here, there's a bit of an exchange happening, and I should tell you that Peggy is very sorry for snapping at you about it. Well, she's okay. sorry for snapping at you. All right, I'm a bit tired now. Mushrooms, Megan. Mushrooms. Oh, God. Oh, fuck my life. Oh, it's okay, Peg. Here's you, Lucas. I'd... Megan, have a hanky. Will we stop recording now? Yes, yes. No, no. Let's do a professional goodbye bit. Okay. Um, thank you, Megan. Thank you, Patricia, and thank you to all the helpful people, living and dead and not even people. Why not even people? All right. Um, like, uh, Pastor the dog. Um, he's helpful. All right, yes, yes, sorry. 
Sorry, um, if, if you have a story of supernatural helpfulness or you would like to hear about my bequest, do please contact us at clementlorimeretherealinvestigations.co.uk. I still think it's too long an address. It's not too long. It makes perfect sense. Would you like a Kit Kat, Peggy? Yes. And Alex? What? I am sorry I snapped at you. That's okay. Bye, listeners. Listener. Bye, listeners. So, we have decided, or at least I have decided, and I have been allowed to win on this occasion... I do let you win arguments... Sorry, no, I don't let you win arguments. You win arguments by yourself. I'm not letting you, like, it was justifiable. I'm not your boss. No, but anyway, we are going to be discussing my bequest. And also, people, like, while we've been here, people have also asked us why we're in Ireland. Yeah, sometimes really crossly. Like, what are you doing here? Why Ireland? Sure, this town is a shithole, and so on. And, like, you know, we are obviously here because of your supernatural occurrences. There's a rich theme of the Mm. occult here. Oh, yeah. Obviously, we mentioned a bequest, and Alex does have business in Ireland. She is about to become a woman of property. Yeah, I really look forward to, um, like, a shed of one's own. Oh, nice. Um, It's more than a shed. Alex has inherited a cottage from her grandmother. And in the next few days, she will be collecting a key from Brenda? Brenda, yeah. It's Brenda. Yeah, Brenda is my cousin. Um, I think she's the executor of the will. All right. Do you get along with Brenda? Well, the last time we had anything approaching a meaningful conversation... It was in, like, 1988, and okay. she just... Yeah, she just threw me into a large patch of nestles. So, Lovely. Yeah, what yeah. Nice it will be interesting catching up with her. So do you think she's really, really cross that you got the cottage? I don't know. Actually, speaking of cross, I should say now, it better be an actual cottage, because I swear to God, Alex, if it turns out to be a featureless bungalow, <laughs> I will not be held responsible for how clearly disappointed... I am going to be. Okay, no, no, no. From recollection, it's pretty cottagey. I'm actually just a bit worried about what state it's going to be in. And Peggy, about Brenda, um, I got a voicemail oh. from her. Yeah, I think she is a bit cross about the cottage. Uh, okay. So, here goes. Curse and smell, Lord Kildare. Brenda will do what Brenda will dare. Leave a message? A message? Oh, I leave a message all right. Here it is. Go home. You're not wanted, you filthy little cottage thief. I, I was going to use that cottage for my decoupage. You know the way the Americans have a craft room? Well, that was going to be my craft cottage. It was my dream, and you've ruined everything. I bet you don't even know what decoupage is, you... 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 British! I drew forth my pistol, and I rattled my saber, saying, stand and deliver, for you are a bull deceiver. Well, um, 
I'm now slightly worried about the state of the cottage and what state Brenda is going to of be course, in. Of course, of course. She sounds wonderful, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what? I also just really what, what, want what, to what, say... What do, you, what do you want to say? Do you, do you want to say... What, what is it? Do you want to say that you, you do know what decoupage is? Well, yeah, I do know what decoupage is and of I want the audience to know that I know... Alex, like, stop. They've seen your photo and they've read your bio. They know that you know what decoupage is. And do you know what? Also, I'd like to make it clear that Brenda was actually born on the Isle of Man. So she's British too. So hypocritical. I am not the only British in this situation. And do you know what? Like, decoupage is oh, the decorative my process God, you can't help of layering yourself. paper and you glue on a yourself. surface. Like life. It can be very beautiful or absolutely awful. I told you, they knew that you knew. You didn't have to do that. Well, just in case, because it's very fun to do if somebody wanted a new hobby. Tell you what, maybe give the solicitor a call before you mm. visit Brenda and maybe schedule a visit for mid-morning, target the post-hangover pre-midday drinking zone. Yeah. Do you know what? I'll bring her some biscuits as well. I'll bring her a tin of biscuits and... Peg, maybe some craft papers. Really? Where would we get craft papers? I don't know, and I also don't know how I got to a place in life where I was expected to know this. Okay, well, you get the tea and I'll start researching. Okay. <laughs>